0: Hello lovely listeners, I'm coming to you today after an hour and a half, two hours in my backyard, scraping away old soil and sweeping up dead leaves and planting new seeds. It's the first time I've been outside in my yard properly since the autumn I expect And it was wonderful. I have dirt under my fingernails. And probably embedded in my jeans. And I ache that really satisfying. I think I've moved and done useful things kind of an ache. And I'm very happy I only have a small outside space at the moment, and frankly, that's enough. It's full of pots of potential. Gosh, there's alliteration for you. Um, And they all take quite a lot of watering when it gets warmer. But I can take out a chair, and I can sit, and I can look out into the distance, into the green the rolling hills of England and enjoy my coffee and just absorb the goodness of that space. So it's very exciting that it's getting warmer now and it's tidying up the outside time. I'm also really, if I'm honest, pleased with myself for making it happen, for taking the time to do it. It's um. It'll be later when you hear this, but today is actually the the spring equinox um, over here in England, and oh, it feels good. It's the sun is coming, and I wanted to do something to mark the occasion, and spending time outside planting seeds felt like just the right thing. I'm a big believer in celebrating anything at any opportunity given any excuse Um, and things like the seasons shifting just adds days that I can kind of just wake up and think yep time is passing and I'm going to intentionally notice that I think as well it soothes my little TCK heart that needs change, and I've been settled where I live now, oh gosh, since 2012, winter 2012, so what are we now, 2021, that is, oh my goodness, it's long been the longest time I've been anywhere, but um, yeah, nine years, Nine years is getting up there and so to counteract or to complement, let's say complement, complement that settledness, it's really important for me to mark change and seasons are some of the most reliable changes, right? And today I wanted to bring some of that that yard work, that garden time that a lot of you will be doing as well into our thinking around settling, around staying. There is a phrase I heard years ago um, about making the decision to bloom where we are planted. And that really struck me, partly because if I'm honest, there's an element of that phrase that really irritates me. Bloom where you're planted feels very passive. Um, what do you mean I'm planted? What do you mean some? What somebody else has dumped me here and now I've got to do all the work of blooming? Are you kidding me? It it's an allergic reaction I think to um, the suggestion of lack of choice and that's something I'm going to talk about in another podcast as well around the difficulty a lot of us have making decisions Um, but yeah if I can put aside my irritation there's something there about blooming and planting that I am very drawn to I don't have particularly green fingers but when I put seeds in soil and they come to life that that's a special thing when I pop it on my windowsill that little pot I'm gonna do it again pot of potential and try not to look at it every day you know that maybe if I don't stare at it it will the the seeds will germinate when I'm not looking and then one day you catch it out of the corner of your eye and there are these tiny fragile little shoots that just appeared out of nowhere and it gives me a little thrill That makes me sound like a bit of a garden obsessive. But I think there is something there about faith and hope that transformation is totally possible. And more than that, that, that maybe we don't have to strive so hard for it. That all I need to do with that seed is give it soil vaguely the right amount of of moisture and then leave it alone just leave it still and at peace and the change will come and it's so rogerian really um the counselling tradition I was trained in, that kind of notion that the will for change is inherently part of the human condition. That people want to become more true, better, um, more powerful, whatever the word is around transformation that jives for you, they want that for themselves. And if you give them the right conditions, they will grow. So when I think of this phrase, bloom where you're planted, let's leave the passive, somebody else planted me, out of it for a moment and consider those conditions for growth. On a very basic level, we need three things for growth. When we're growing plants, we need the right soil, we need the right nourishment, and we need light. The right levels of light, actually. What soil do you need to grow? Considering what the right place is for us can be a very difficult thing for third culture kids. After all, we've adapted to so many different kinds of places. I remember when I first started growing poppies, I grow, when I can persuade them to cooperate, Californian poppies. And I say that because I'm using fairly old seed that i cultivated from plants a few years ago and i'm hoping it's still i'm hoping they'll take this this spring but when you're growing poppies if i've understood this correctly you don't give them your richest compost you don't give them your best soil you mix in a little sand a little grit they they don't need deep roots they're very very hardy and they can do really well in quite arid conditions. Perhaps one of the reasons I grow them. And then you have other plants that need a lot more tender loving care. When I take cuttings for example of geraniums. They have a very um, fibrous stalk. And you cut it on a diagonal with Me, I use a craft knife or a little vegetable peeling knife. And then I dip it in cinnamon before I nudge it into the soil. That cinnamon has um, qualities that that keep infection and disease away. And it just provides this like tender soil before it even hits the real soil, (laughs) if that makes sense. They need a little bit more love, a little delicacy, a little more nurture. Where do we feel at at the moment? What are our soil needs? What do we need from our place that we're living in? Are we fairly confident about being able to get all of our needs met without much support or intervention? Maybe we feel like, yeah, we've got friends here, we've got friends there, we've got our Zoom, we've got our work, we know where the shops are, we're all good, we've got this, we're more of a poppy in this soil. Or perhaps we're feeling a little more raw, we're we're a new shoot, a new cutting and we're a little tender at the edges. Our root systems are gonna need a little bit more support. Are we feeling a little bruised? A little like we need our soil to hold us quite tight? So that we can sit upright and still enough that our roots will start to grow. In terms of needing nourishment, some people feed their plants um, a plant feed. I tend to do that for my orchid. It needs kind of constant coaxing to keep producing those beautiful buds other plants they're okay with rainwater but for both kinds there's a a consistency of watering that's important if you've ever tried to grow tomatoes if you underwater for a period they'll they'll cope okay but then if you suddenly start providing more water they'll probably split they'll suddenly swell faster than they can grow and They need consistency. We need that too, don't we? We can probably just about survive... drier periods. And for a lot of us, this pandemic has felt like one of those, right? A drought of social interaction, a drought of travel and adventure. And I'm sitting having adapted somewhat to the drought, starting to think about the months ahead when more people will be vaccinated and the lockdown here in the UK will be lifting degree by degree and thinking, gosh, how am I going to cope when it all starts flooding in again? How am I going to hold space for adaptation? Am I going to be booking out every possible minute to spend time with people what I know about myself is I actually need quite a lot of alone time and reflection and I also really need time with my friends how am I gonna balance this flow so that I can really enjoy coming out of this drought but not burst at the seams and of course Another way of looking at this or framing this as well is I know that this is less of a case with gardens with with plants directly in the ground but certainly for my pots as the weather gets warmer they might need watering twice a day and then when it's cooler probably once a day maybe even every other day and I don't blame the plants for the adjustments needed there. So while they need this consistency of watering, that's that's to do with keeping their soil at a consistent level. The environmental heat is the variable that shifts and my watering needs to respond to that. So here I'm talking about the ways we can compensate for increased heat in our lives if we're feeling under increased pressure in work or in our relationships we don't need to judge ourselves for needing a complementary, extra watering in another area we might need more sleep we might need more time journaling or more time alone or more time with people We might need more time with our hobbies creating things. I know there have been times for me where perhaps I've been less busy with clients and so I've done much more um, administrative or background or writing work which frankly doesn't feed me as much as direct client work well, then I feel this need to pick up the crochet or book in more chats with friends because there's a compensation required to keep my equilibrium, to keep my water levels constant. But it's very easy to shame ourselves for fluctuating need. But of course it fluctuates when our environment and our environmental pressures fluctuate. What difference could it make for you to allow yourself to consider your varying needs without blame around them? Who blames a plant for drying up quicker in the heat? I might huff and puff and curse a little that I have to drag the watering can round again, but it's not the plant's fault. And to withhold that from the plant because I just don't think it deserves it, it really is missing the point. So, what about light? What about sun? If we're to bloom where we're planted, where's our light source coming from? Are we positioned in our lives in a way that we can follow the sun? What does that mean? For me, that means lots of time to connect with and to check in with. My kind of guiding meaning meaning of life focuses. So I will have the main purposes I see for my life that I need to keep checking in with and feeling connected to that remind me why I'm here and what I'm doing. Where I can kind of lift my eyes up from the, the mundane everyday grind as it sometimes feels and raise them to the overarching goals. The overarching who am I and what am I doing in my life kind of statements. So for example when I'm perhaps crankier as a parent than I want to be. Being able to lift my eyes and remind myself that, yes, this is a total pain in the behind to lack sleep or to be clearing up crumbs again um, or to be dealing with another emotional meltdown. But if I can just raise up, almost kind of zoom into a bird's eye view of the situation, or gain perspective over a week instead of focusing in on the day particularly and go, yeah, this is this is how I'm orienting myself. A bit like a sunflower, that's a metaphor used a lot, isn't it? The way a sunflower keeps its face to the sun. Who am I? I am parent. This involves crumbs and screaming. That's okay. It's messy, but this is the goal I have chosen for myself. This is the purpose I've chosen for myself. Okay, I'm going to spend 10 minutes obsessing over what I said or what I heard in a client session and wondering if I handled that situation right and then lifting up. Who am I? I'm a therapist working with TCKs and loving it and totally committed to growth okay there's the light there's the sun i can stay fixed on that what are your suns what are your places identities goals that you can return to again and again that just shine light on the significance of your everyday attempts to bloom that can be a really difficult one to answer and can tap into a whole meaning of life and is my life meaningful enough kind of question which again I think is something to return to on another podcast because I think that comes up a lot for us as third culture kids but if you need support, reach for it there are amazing books and guides out there there are therapists out there There are your friends, your family. You do have sons to reach for. There are sons inside you. Your identity is who you are committed to being in this world. Just finding the language for that can be hard sometimes. But it's what helps us to bloom. I hope this is helpful if you've got any additional thoughts or any questions I think my email's somewhere listed here um, otherwise look me up on my website um, and there's a, an email form to get in touch but yeah just just want to leave this thought with you today around blooming planting yourself in good soil Meeting your nourishment needs consistently, but with respect of the environmental pressures you're under. And lifting your faces to your suns, your guiding lights that give meaning to your, your beauty that you're growing. Take care of you. Bye.